This is what's going to change the world, is walking in the Spirit of God, because people will see a change in us. And then the world's touched by this, saying, I want what you have, because there's a difference. Welcome to Today Forward, a teaching ministry to help you grow in understanding all that God has done for you. And now here's Mitch and Terry. Terry, we're going to talk about hope, just how much God truly does love us, and what all He's provided for us, that we are His children, and we're overcomers in this present world, aren't we? He picked us. We were chosen. We're His kids. (laughs) His love for mankind never ends. Poured out His Spirit on all flesh. It's continuous. Just like our love for our children is continuous. It never goes away, no matter what the circumstances. And this is what we need to remember. Love never fails. Romans 8, verse 15. This is so we can encourage one another. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, Daddy. We've been adopted into the family of God. We've been born again by His Spirit. The next verse says, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Verse 17, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, join heirs with Christ. Man, we got this huge bank account, so to speak. It's time for us to start cashing in, walking in the promises of God. The Holy Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. Terry, that means the Holy Spirit is communicating to us. He's wanting to encourage us, isn't he? He's wanting to do edification, exhortation, and comfort. And Mitch, it's all the time. No matter where our mind has drifted off to, he's still there. He's still there. I didn't finish verse 17. Be that we suffer with him that we may be also glorified together. doesn't matter. He loves us. He's going to take care of us. There's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. I love that. <laughs> I'm so excited. Per- I can't, can't stay on a chair over here. When you get a revelation of just how much God loves you and what all He has provided for you by the Holy Spirit living within you, as children of God, He has equipped us to fight this spiritual warfare. He's equipped us to walk in love and joy and peace. He's thoroughly equipped us. Now we need to renew our mind to the the armor that we now have that lives with inside us. And we've been talking about this. The less we walk in the flesh, the, the worldly thinking, and the more we walk in the Spirit of God, listening to the Spirit of God talking to us, the more victory we have in our life, the more love, the more joy better relationships with our families, better relationships in the world, then we can reach the world because they're seeing a difference. They're seeing a boldness. They're seeing a confidence in us. And you know, Terry, people are searching for love, aren't they? Oh, yeah. People are seeking relationships because that's who we are as, as human beings. We're always wanting relationships. Mitch, that comes from our Father God. Yes. He wanted relationship with us. That's what it's all about. It's not about a religion or 
do's and don'ts. It's about a loving father who wants to provide for his kids. And that's exactly what he's done. It started with Jesus paying the price for our sins. And after this, he sends the Holy Spirit because now we're part of, we're part of the family of God. We're born again by the Spirit of God. And now he no, he no longer wants us to be affected by the things of the world. He wants us to understand what this is all about. This is the spiritual mysteries, this mystery out here of life that people are seeking and wanting answers to. Well, Colossians 1.27, it's that Christ in us. That's that mystery, the power of God in us. You, you mentioned this word just a little bit ago. I caught this word, done, done. This is a finished work of the cross. It's already done. It's provided for. We're his kids. We're blessed. We have the promises. It's not something out there somewhere. It's in us because he indwells us as believers. And then all of the spirit of God begins to bubble forth out of you and you can tell a Christian who's seeking God. His countenance picks up. If you've known them before, or if they were going through a trial, and as they seek God, they light up the glow, the glory, the, the joy, the smile on their face tells you there's something going on in their life. That's what we want to bring to people. Hope that you can Live this overcoming life because of Christ in you, your hope of glory. Child of the King, born again. <laughs> I was just thinking as you were talking there, Terry, how so many people are hurting and where they are seeking a relationship, but most people are seeking a relationship in the physical but really what they're really seeking for is a relationship with God, and they don't know it. They're not realizing, because they haven't been born again by the Spirit of God, what they're really searching for. Because they're tired of the world. They're not happy with the world. They know it's an ugly place. Something's missing, and it's God. Yes. Bottom line. And, but the world teaches us, to go out and get this, get that, bigger house, bigger car, bigger boat, whatever. And the whole time, it's that absence of a relationship with their creator, God. We are trying to establish a hope in people mm. that that's where true peace is with God, knowing him knowing God and understanding how much he loves us understanding he wants us to be set free from the bondage of the world this is what God has wanted from the very beginning for man to be set free why because he loves each and every person in the world since the beginning of time he created Adam and Eve because he wanted a relationship. And now he's restored this relationship through the born-again experience by the Holy Spirit of God in filling us and living within us. And what we do 
is make our bodies a living sacrifice. Romans 12, 1. And then Romans 12, 2 tells us not to be conformed to this world. Well, Mitch, how do we do this? We just make it our determined purpose to know God, to know this creator who loves us unconditionally, wants the best for us, seeking him first. Matthew 6, seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness that now abides in us. If we can just grasp in our mind, Terry, and I'm over here in Romans 8. In Romans 8, 1, we've quoted this quite often. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And this is the key. If you want to have a successful walk in this world, this is how you can have it. Who do not walk according to the flesh, which is your mind. Where's your mind at? Is it out in the world? But according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. How did He condemn it, Terry? He controlled His mind. He understood where the attacks were coming from, this worldly system. And how people were lost and have no hope and were led by Satan. But he did not succumb to yielding his mind. He overcame all the temptations. Every one, not just the three we read about in, in Matthew 4, but every time he was confronted by the Jewish leaders or the rabbis, they were attacking him, trying to derail his mind to get him to get over into the flesh where he would begin to have no hope, would go into depression, go into anxiety, would go into fear. So in this verse in Romans 8, 3 that I was reading, tells me that I can have victory if I'm walking in the Spirit of God. If I renew my mind and focus on the things of God and not on the things of the world. And the more we do this, focusing our mind on the things of God, the less poison enters our system to destroy us and tear us down. I've jumped down here to verse 17 again in that same chapter. We just read it a little bit ago. It says in the King James, If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified with him. Listen to this interpretation. We're heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his suffering, in order that we may also share in his glory. Christ suffered, but now we share in the glory of that suffering. And you know the suffering we go through here is just, it's so minor. But I see that overcoming our flesh by reading the word of God. We don't, we don't have to suffer physically like our Lord did so that we could be glorified. He suffered so that we could be glorified. We suffer reading the Word and are glorified. So the Lord suffered physically and mentally. We're suffering mentally, are we not? And the, the only reason we're suffering is because we haven't read the Word. That's it. So our hope comes again from reading the Word 
so we can be built up and understanding that I can be set free from all those things that are trying to tear me down. We just have to recognize the attacks. Be armed then when you get attacked with the word of God. I got some scriptures I just want to share. This is what we do now as believers. Romans 12, 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That's what the Lord wants now. That relationship with us. We lay our lives down. We sacrifice ourselves. Verse 2. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So you keep pressing in, getting the word of God in you. Do not be conformed to this world, Terry. Oh, The reason the Lord is telling us this is because he knows how destructive the world is in its present condition, how it will tear us down. That's why we're instructed to renew our mind to the things of Christ. And this is our struggle. This is the spiritual warfare. And we can't say this enough. We just need to to realize and recognize I'm not going to be conformed to this world any longer. I'm realizing I have this revelation now that the world is destructive to me and all that I'm taking in that is not of God is poisoning my mind and causing me to have anxiety causing me to fret about the things that are going on in this world that I have no control over. So what do we do? Read some more scripture. (laughs) Second Peter chapter one, beginning in verse two, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord. We get knowledge from the word of God. And His divine power has granted us to everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of Him who called us by His glory and His excellence. He chose us. We're His kids. The verses there that you were reading, grace and peace be multiplied. Those are key words that will set you free. And he's telling you how you can have grace and peace and how it can be multiplied. It's through reading the Word, meditating upon the Word. Grace and peace are not going to come through the world. Correct. Through the flesh realm, through the... <laughs> it's the not there, media, people. Through <laughs> any avenue, through your computer, through your iPad, through all those things. We need to be aware, yes, of what's going on. But we don't have to meditate on it and let it control our lives. That's what people cop out all the time. Well, I want to find out. Well, I don't care if you find out, but don't live there. Don't meditate upon it. Don't meditate upon it. Because grace and peace will not be multiplied the longer you stay in this negativity by the influence of the world. This is why Paul, when you read all of his letters, I was reading in Timothy and in Titus how he was encouraging them by the power of the Holy Spirit. He was trying to build them up, telling them, we have people falling away who are going back out into the world. They've got caught back up into the world again, and they experience the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit working in their lives, but they got depressed by being attacked from the things of the world. And Paul's trying to encourage Timothy and Titus and the churches 
not to get caught up into the things of the world because it's going to tear you down and cause you to be attacked by Satan. And he was really hard on the Galatians. He said, who hath bewitched you that you begun in the spirit and now you're going back into the flesh, the world, trying to earn your salvation. And you're trying to accomplish God's work through the world, through traditions of men. You're trying to solve your problems through the world. You've stepped out of the spiritual realm. And it's so subtle. Those are good works that a lot of people were doing, but they were doing them for the wrong reason. See the subtlety in that? And that's all that that's all Satan has. Lies and deceit. But because he's such a snake, these Galatians were falling back into that trap of the world. But Paul was trying to build them up, giving them hope not to quit running the race. Continue the race. Continue to go forward. We need to continue to press toward the mark. Understand the Spirit of God lives within me and will guide and direct my life if I learn to listen and recognize the Holy Spirit talking to me. The more we study God's Word, the more we meditate upon God's Word, you can be real sensitive to hearing from the Holy Spirit the less the world's in you. And this is what Paul is trying to tell us. Stay away from the world and you can hear from the Spirit of God. You'll get your marching orders. You'll have the direction you need to go. You'll have peace and it will be multiplied to you. So when the things of the world show up, you walk right through them because you're living out of the Spirit of God. Because you've been prepared. A lot of times people are not prepared for when we have tragedies or big things that come in our life because we're, we're just not prepared by understanding the Word of God and by understanding that victory and peace comes from understanding the love of God and that the power of the Holy Spirit is greater to solve my problems and my circumstances than what's out in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's right. And that's, that's a scripture to get in your heart, to get in your mind. We need to prepare our, our minds for the constant attacks that are going to come against us. What happens, we have little attacks. And we handle those things in the flesh for the most part. We don't rely upon them spiritually. When the big ones hit us, then we start thinking, oh, I need some spiritual help here, or I need some guidance. And you fall apart. You, you, your mind begins to go into depression and anxiety and fear because you weren't prepared for the circumstances coming against you because you weren't in the Word of God and you weren't walking and listening to the Holy Spirit of God. I want to touch on a little more Scripture, and it's in Philippians 3. It's an awesome portion of Scripture, and Paul is saying, he's, he's reminding them again, and he says, I don't care if I have to go over this again. <laughs> but he says, beware of the dogs and the evil workers, beware of the, uh, the Jewish people. Paul was warning against there in Galatians, but he goes on and he says, I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. He's telling us that we need to know God. And he says it in verse 9, And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, 
but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. And then I just love this next scripture, and I'm going to read it in the Amplified. For my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. We want to be transformed. We want to be an imitator of God. Amen. We want to have this mind of Christ. We want to know him. We want to know the power that's in us, the glory of God that's in us. When you were reading your scripture there, I immediately went to Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. The more we begin to walk in love, the more we begin to renew our mind to the things of Christ, where we're being led by the Spirit of God, the world no longer affects us. It's still there, but it doesn't affect us. No, because you're walking in love. You understand where the attacks are coming from. You understand why they're attacking you, understanding it is spiritual warfare, the ungodly spirit trying to affect my born-again spirit to depress me and cause me to be anxious. But when I walk in love, I see compassion and wanting the Christians to grow in having what I have and what you have and what all born-again believers have as they mature. We have hope, blessed by the creator of the universe to be called his kids. Because he loves us. And we want to share this love with the world. This is what's going to change the world is is love, is walking in the Spirit of God because people will see a change in us. We'll see a change in the Christians. And then the world's touched by this saying, I want what you have because there's a difference. I'm tired of my condition. I want to be adopted in the family of God. I want to have what you have. I want the Spirit of God living within me to transform my mind. I'm tired of the ugliness. It happens to each and every one of us as individuals as we accept Christ into our lives. If you don't know Jesus, find somebody who does who's truly in love with God, who's seeking God with all his heart. Have him tell you about his daddy, about his God that loves him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in me will not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus did not come into the world to condemn the world. He came here to save it. He came here to deliver us. He set the captives free. Wow. He set the captives free by paying the price for sin. Now he's setting the captives free by renewing their mind to what they now have in Christ. We're set free, and we want to emphasize this. The Lord wants us to know it's all here for you right now. It's right here in my word. All you have to do is seek me. Seek me for your guidance and your direction. Seek me for hope and deliverance.
Philippians 3.13 Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. God's truth is the light our world needs. Pray for boldness to speak the goodness of God to others. Today's teaching is from a series titled, God's Truth, God's Light, and available on our website, todayforward.net. You can download this teaching and others free of charge at todayforward.net, as well as contact us with any questions or comments. Please plan to join us again next week as we study the truth of God's Word on Today Forward.